sorry. I'm going to be sucking on my vape because it's this is this, this is one of those movies where I think the THC is going to help. Your hand, I will never let it go. Your hand, Welcome, everyone, to Marvelous or the Death of Cinema. On this episode, we're talking about uh, Colin Trevorrow's auteur, one for me, indie masterpiece, The Book of Henry. Who, whose idea was this? Was it yours? Yeah, it was mine. We- I think. Well, well, two, two two people in the we're we're very we're very not immune to peer pressure. So two people were like, "You should watch Book of Henry," and I got scared. And, <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, I'm, I've actually I've, push me into I wanted to do this on my old podcast, but we've got we've got to do the intro still. Yeah, uh, or the the I'm Stu. Oh yeah, I'm Stu. I'm Stu. I'm Stu. No, I'm Stu. <laughs> Stu's on first. Maybe, maybe you're Stu. I, I, th- I think anyone who doesn't know who we are will, will figure it out through uh, through context. Uh, Book of Henry. If your first episode is Book of Henry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, this is going to be a good episode. People want to people want to hear our input. Actually, hold on. I I appreciate it when shows do the intros, even if I've listened to them before. Because I I just lose track of who has which voice sometimes. That's fair. And I just forget. It's like, oh, is the high-pitched guy Jeff or is the low-pitched guy Bob or whatever, right? So I don't I, I appreciate it, even on shows I watch a lot. I, Nicole, like to think I have a very distinct voice from both of you, as you both have very distinct voices from each other. Thank you. There, there is my intro. Um there that, that distinct voices. We all have distinct voices. Um Book of Henry. Uh, so you, if you're listening, you might remember when this first came out and it was the subject of, of many amusing YouTube videos. Uh, where do we start with this one? It, it, oh my it might God. go down. This this might become a cult movie, like a, a so bad it's good canon film. If it doesn't, I'll be deeply sad. You're, I mean, Cole, you're going to clearly be the one leading the charge for some sort of reappraisal this is cole's new this is cole's new uh attack of the clone can i can i can i just point out can i just point out we watched this all together last night you were upset because you forgot you had to watch this so you had started watching the the crumb documentary (laughs) this is true i saw okay Okay, let me get stop it so fucking like like uh Law and order clapboard, you know, like this, we're at the scene of the crime, Cole's house. Exactly. These are their stories. I work, as most of you that that listen to the show know, I work at a movie theater. So uh, I had to, you know, I had I, my, my days off are Monday, Tuesday and, and part of Wednesday. I have a half day Wednesday. Um, and so Monday rolls around. I'm like awesome. I got I got all my shit done, you know. I fucking I watered my plants. I did other, you know. I, I cooked myself gotta, some nice breakfast. I, I think I think yeah. So uh, you did the tasks. I did. I did. You did everything. the tasks. Yeah. I'm it, I'm I'm now now I'm stretched out on the couch. I'm puffing away at my. I stole my girlfriend's dab pen because she doesn't smoke weed. And so I'm like, all right, this is mine. I've appropriated it for the <laughs> Just call. Just stealing from her. Yeah, we'll set that aside. 
If you never, if you never stolen something from someone you're sleeping with, you're you're a liar. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll I'll watch something, and if it's not good, you know, I'll I'll, I'll put it down, read some Berserk, get high, watch some cartoons or whatever. And so I'm flipping through the server, deciding what to watch, and then I'm like, oh, I downloaded the Crumb documentary. Someone was just great, telling me great that, that movie. Was good. Uh, I'll watch it. I get about two minutes in. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm fuck. I'm in my short shorts. I'm having a great time. I'm, about, <laughs> I'm in my little PJs. Fucking, fucking. All of a sudden, like on the Kim Possible phone, you know, uh, <laughs> these these two fucking chuckleheads over here are like, all right, we're gonna watch <laughs> I think it was me. We're gonna watch Book of Henry. We gotta watch Book of and Henry. I just like, I just exclaimed, like, you, you fuck. had forgotten. I was, I was, I was crestfallen. Uh you were so sad and then you were going the here's the kicker the kicker is you log on you're just like all right i'm gonna play meat and fuck games throughout this entire yeah, I'm gonna thing play and then you- I'm gonna, i started off playing meat and fuck games about 10 minutes in and then i got bored and also like the the, the I, I got a little bit too high so all the naked anime women were starting to do like the video drum thing and i was like i'm gonna <laughs> psychotic break if i keep playing this game so i i put on some i think you can hear me put on minesweeper uh yeah you started playing minesweeper, I started playing minesweeper at one point and then solitaire, solitaire. <laughs> i i it took me until so we, we watched the we started the movie and i believe when it was about 7 30 my time uh yeah, it was and, like nine my time. Yeah, so so about 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 seven my time. Like nine nine thirty. I did not beat a game of solitaire until twelve fifty eight <laughs> p.m. that night. I am as so fucking bad at solitaire, which is a game that you but, play by yourself. You, there's no but, opponent. <laughs> but here here's the thing: as the movie went on, I could hear you become completely engrossed. So you want to you want to just tell the the listeners I was moved to what tears what you experienced? Uh, because <laughs> this is this is this is a movie that like and you if you're a patron subscriber, you can actually hear my descent into madness. Uh, yeah, we recorded the commentary. We recorded the guys, commentary. Uh, give us some money. It's, our, it's our best one. Of it's those easily the best sure. one. It's easily the best commentary like you can be you can shout out to the victim all you want, but fucking this one's the best. <laughs> like uh anyways, the fucking the this goddamn movie is like I so I've been watching a, a lot of bad anime recently from the from the nineties, and there's a certain like perversion to that, you know, where where people will make like a they'll come up with like like essentially like 30 minutes of a bad Twilight Zone plot and then put 20 minutes of porn and stick it on a VHS tape. And it, it oh, just like a, a lot classic. of like the shittier, sleazier OVAs. Yeah, I watched Wicked yeah. City and then like fucking Demon City, Shinjuku, and they're all like they're all great. Yeah, and you're thinking them. about the you're thinking about the the lady with the, the spider. Oh, you're even talking about the good one. Yeah, I, I still need to watch they're, a bunch of those. They're good. They're good, good forever, but you can but. clearly tell they're like we want you to jack off here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, this is the American version of that. This is. Someone, some some fucking sicko, some some sicko that's like that that <laughs> Collins Rivera that, that like you know did well enough at film school to to get a get noticed and just has a deep void, a deep psychopathic hunger, uh, like like Norman Bateman and fuck or, or Patrick Bateman in American Psycho, uh, 
<laughs> You're thinking of Norman Bates. I'm thinking of <laughs> that works Bates. too. I, 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 I <laughs> both of them I, interchangeable. I the, the no, he's a psycho. He's yeah. an insane person. He's an clearly insane, an, an insane person. That that void that creates a psychopath oftentimes also creates like like people that can that can make art. Uh, usually, usually these people are pretty good. You know, your uh, your Yukio Mishima's, just people people that are just fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colin, Colin Trevorrow is one of those people, but he's like bad at it. Like he's he's not a good director. Uh, all the Jurassic World movies blow. Fucking, he wants to be Steven Spielberg. He wants to create like this nostalgia saccharine shit, but then like just ran out of ideas or f- for some reason was like, we also this also needs to be the born identity. Well, this uh, this movie is set in 2017, but it just. Like they they, they kind of make it look a little things. like yeah yeah and and it's like there's all these anachronisms which also might just be from the the fact that the the first version of the script is from like 1998 uh, where he's like the Henry the the titular kid is like using a, a tape recorder like the like the one from uh, Home Alone two yeah. Instead this, of like a phone or, or a computer or a tablet or something. This kid is a genius, but then he's also like just a loser and bad at technology. Like if you were a fucking genius, you'd be mining Bitcoin on your mom's laptop. You yeah, he's, do, he's, he's doing her taxes by hand with a pencil yeah. instead of you would be in, you would, in, ex, in, in computer software. I, the, real, the real Henry is like, a, is like a kid that's buying a dark web hitman. Uh, to take out his oh the real Henry is a fucking psychopath yeah he's 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 buying a dark web hitman to take out his like someone that his favorite Twitch streamer has beef with (laughs) and Uh, Stu would you like to explain the book of Henry yeah okay all right here's our concise plot summary for the book of Henry um the 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 book of Henry Henry is is one of those movie genius kids which means he's just a, a shitty condescending adult in a child's body um. He has a little brother who's basically normal. Uh, everybody kind of loves and respects him for his, his his genius, even though he's just very insufferable to be around all the time. Kind of like this podcast. Uh, his mom, played by Naomi Watts, is a, a just just a a, a retard who can't do the dishes or her taxes or the bills and just <laughs> completely stunted and just plays she might, she might as be uh, well be a teen mom she plays call of no not call of, she plays gears of war all day but she's a good loving mom also yeah, play she's, by yeah. Just a, she's just mentally seven years old there's a there, um it's, it's Naomi anyway Watts. uh henry is is this is this weird precocious kid who's the adult in his family, which there's like, there is a real life version of that, which is the kid has to grow up too fast because their parent can't hold it together. But it's a very different than how cutesy this movie is about the relationship. Um, and he has a crush on the neighbor girl, uh, Maddie Ziegler, and her dad is Dean Norris from Breaking Bad. And he's uh, her stepdad, her single stepdad. And he's uh, abusing police her. commissioner. Yeah. Too. Also, Henry has no dad, and it's not even really mentioned what happened to him, unless I missed it. Um, he 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 was very annoyed by his asshole son and left prison. It would be funny if he just had a regular. He was just like he was balling, you know. 
Was, yeah, his, 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 his parents are just divorced and his dad just sees him every other weekend. It's just the movie doesn't take place over that weekend. Yeah. Um, he's, he's sitting he shows at home. Up, he shows up to pick them up the week he's, after. He's like. He's sitting at home in a much nicer house. He's got like a grav bong. Like he's. He doesn't. Because Naomi Watts is, 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 so, is, is so inept in this movie. She never calls him to tell him that. So he just shows up the weekend after the movie ends, and this 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 girl oh, comes out of the wait, house. Wait, we gotta build and, up to that. Yeah, we gotta build up to that. We'll build, yeah. Um, okay, so right, how do I put this? So the first half of the movie is just kind of this indie twee dramedy stuff with this genius kid and and his family and and blah blah blah, and then. He yeah, uh, and then and then in like one scene, he's like trying to get the school principal to report Dean Norris for abusing his daughter, and the principal's just like, he's he's too well connected. I can't do that. Yeah, this guy. Is, um, I literally guy can't do Jeff- my job. This guy is and the then, Jeffrey Epstein of like fucking like some shitty suburb somewhere where outside uh, Albany. Yeah, 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 yeah. They 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 send CPS to his house, and somehow CPS is like run by his brother, like. His brother, yeah, it just shows a shot of this of the of the of the the, ba- the pamphlet. all about abuse pamphlet. And it's just like <laughs> yeah. the guy has the same last name. It's it's so contrived. Which honestly worked. Like you know how hard it is to become Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> when you don't have like Bill Clinton and fucking like a billion like like the entire CIA like Lex Wesner. Yeah, Lex all those yeah. like, fucking Jeffrey or not Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> like Epstein Associates. Yeah. This guy, this guy, this guy did it all by himself. He is. It was all him. He came up. Well, that's that's the that's the suburban middle class American entrepreneur. You know, all the all the Main Street Epstein's. Uh, Yeah, and that's why we need Trump in office. He's gonna take out the billionaire pedophiles, so so the regular Joe pedophile uh, can compete (laughs) on an even playing field. (laughs) Okay, so. That's the first half of this movie. Then midway through the movie, uh, Henry gets cancer in the brain and dies. And <laughs> his brain was too big. He had a brain blast and it gave him terminal cancer. Yeah, it's it's possible. It's, I, I don't want to interrupt, but I do want to point out there is there is a there is a reading of this movie, like a very dumb guy reading where it's like, oh, he he like the script came out when some pop science article said that like tumors make you smart or something. And no, th- that was, that was just a thing I said offhand that you started believing because <laughs> you were really high. No, I, I, I fully believe that like one version of the script has like the Lee Pace character being like, yeah, no, sorry, your brain's too big. Like God's going to kill you, you know, fucking Right. And yeah, it, okay. it's Lee, still Lee, been a bit of Pace. Um, yeah. Lee that? Pace is a hot doctor. Yeah. And they, they he's like, him I'm not so, as hot. I'm weirdly. so sorry about your son dying, Naomi Watts. Uh, but you want to suck me off? <laughs> you want to. He just goes to the talent show, but the want, implication. And then yeah, she does yeah, he's, it. Oh, we didn't trying to fuck her. We didn't even trying to fuck her the whole movie. We didn't even. We didn't. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, this is very important. Naomi Watts, she works at a diner. Oh, yeah. um, but in the back half, Henry has been like doing Inve- stocks. He's been doing crypto. He's, he's been, been doing crypto, crypto. Yeah. and stocks. So he basically got her like sixty grand or something. No, so she, she doesn't have to work. Six hundred. No, she has six hundred. He dies. Her boss comes up to her and it's like, "I got this letter from your dead son. You have six hundred and fifty grand in your checking account plus stocks and bonds." Yeah, but she has but, but, 
But but I, I want to point Naomi out wants, before that. No, uh, wait, wait, really no, funny. I gotta for it would be really funny if Nicole Kidman sucks him off and then, and then he's, he's, like, he's like he's like ew. Oh yeah, that's that's Naomi. the other thing. I, I mentioned Nicole Kidman in reference to the movie Birth, and Cole got confused and thought Nicole Kidman was in this movie. <laughs> They're basically the same person. But but Nicole, uh, fuck now, yeah, be fucking doing it. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Naomi Watts. Now Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Her friend, who's played by Sarah Silverman, also works at the diner. And like the only time we see like we see like her her friends like a she's like a sailor Jerry ass like drunken sort of like foozy with like a a, a rose tattoo on her her boot that keeps like changing positions because there's like fuck all continuity here. Look at them in this movie. But there's a scene before before I just I need to point this out even though it's not really part of the concise plot summary because it is so fucking important and. She she kisses a dying eleven year old on the lips. Oh yeah, she's like it, 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 they have this weird little conversation where it's like H- uh, Henry who who is like because he's a genius kid he can like psychoanalyze himself perfectly. Yeah, um, he rises, he's like he well you know off. what because 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 they're always they're, they're kind of there's like one scene where where like they, Sarah they have like a, a little, back and they're forth. a little shitty to each other. Yeah, and he's just like yeah. you know what. I've been being uh, sundry towards you, Sarah Silverman, because I've got a crush on you. And she's like, oh, okay, you've got cancer, so fuck it, and just makes out with them. That was an adult kiss. We'll do the rest when you get back. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I said that in the commentary. <laughs> I, I must have missed it because I was just so busy uh, processing everything else. I, I, I think I, I screamed. I think I screamed, <laughs> but... Yeah, so Henry fucking dies, but up until, because he is so smart and so brilliant that he, in his little red notebook, has basically plotted out and planned to the T for uh, a way for his mother to murder Dean Norris and get away with it after he's died. It's like like playing Hitman with a walkthrough. (laughs) It's basically what he's done here. Did we we point out that... um that the pedophile was played by Dean Norris. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, okay. I, I I literally just said Dean Norris. Okay. Turn off the meat and fuck games. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> you're, you're, you're playing meat and fuck games. First of all, I'm on the, I'm on the Met Quest uh, wave now. I'm fucking I'm I'm dry. I'm I've been spending hours grinding random encounters so I could get a rare drop. Uh, Oh Look, if, you're, if 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 you're gonna play video games while we podcast, at least show us enough respect to play a real video game that you have <laughs> no, that isn't in a web browser. I think it's funnier if I talk. <laughs> also, right, this, uh, this isn't in a web in a web browser anymore because Flash Player went down. You have to actually download a launcher to play this game. So, so concise <laughs> so, plot summary uh, to conclude. Uh, Naomi Watts is trained to use a, a sniper rifle that's already been bought and prepared for her by these record, not, not just the book, but also recordings where Henry's like talking to her from his tapes and it's doing that whole thing. And he can like, anticipate He anticipates what does. she's going to say, except, except like one time and then at the end, which would be like, like kind of a more interesting thing if they did more with it or it's like, oh, he actually can anticipate everything I'm going to say, but they, I don't know. Anyway, um, 
you know, stuff happens, whatever. We get to the end of the movie. Uh, Naomi Watts lures Dean Norris out into the woods across the street and is going to snipe him from Henry's extremely cutesy fucking treehouse. And then I want to point out everything, everything in this entire sequence is shot like the born identity. <laughs> oh yeah, the, halfway through the movie, it goes from being like very like like you know how you have the tint slider in basic photo editing. Mm-hmm. The first half of the movie's cranked up to warm, and then the uh, uh, warm yeah, to, to it goes- uh, orange shades, uh, brown shades, and then the second half of the movie, just the instant Henry goes to the hospital, they just turn the tint to the other it, direction to it, blue for the whole movie. It's insane. It goes from it goes from looking like a Wes Anderson knockoff to like Catherine Hardwick, uh, like Twilight. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That is kind of like, what it looks like. There's some stuff at the end that, like, like, like the shot where she's going down the staircase. It's like that's that's in like like a bad born identity ripoff where they have like or like a bad Mission Impossible so, ripoff. So, so like like uh, like some movie Jason Statham was in me, in 2005. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, there is meanwhile. a talent show. There's a talent going show. On, which, yeah. So we're intercutting from uh, Naomi Watts. With 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 dead Henry in your ear being like take the shot to take the shot, Maddie bitch. Ziegler dancing. She's at dancing the talent to show. She's dancing yeah, to where Volk. where um, Henry's <laughs> little brother violently. is also going to do a magic trick, um, which we'll get to in a sec. And, and and Naomi Watts can't quite bring herself to take the shot, and then she like accidentally triggers this Rube Gold because Henry's got all of his genius boy Rube Goldberg machines. Um, every, 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 like their house and his treehouse, they all look like, like out of I spy books, kind of. Um, anyway, she actually triggers this Rube Goldberg machine that just un- unfurls like wallet photos of her and the kids. And then she's like, wait a minute. I'm letting my fucking autistic dead son talk me into committing a murder. Uh, and she decides not to. <laughs> I love my autistic Norris. dead son. <laughs> so, so instead she just goes outside and is just like, I know you're a pedophile. I'm going to go to the media, which which I thought this was like a well-connected guy and that wouldn't work. Like the movie yeah. kind of established you can't do that and then just says, well, it'll work anyway if an adult does it, I guess. Well, and then, so well, Dean Norris is, is like, well, that was weird. And then he goes home and then the cops all roll in because meanwhile, the school principal was so, was so moved by Maddie Ziegler's dancing. She's like, you know what? It is kind of fucked up to molest kids, and I should call the anonymous tip line. <laughs> um, so Dean Norris fucking blows his brains out because yeah, he's about he to commits, get arrested. And then Naomi Watts arrives at the arrives back at the talent show just in time for her surviving son to uh, blow a bunch of uh, white confetti out of a trunk. And the implication like, being my- he's spreading Henry's ashes no, in front of a yeah, live yeah. studio audience. Because or at the beginning of the movie, Henry, to cheer up his brother, does this thing where he blows confetti around and acts like it's snow or something. And we hate, so, and we all hated it. So the spirit of Henry lives on by bringing out the best in all of us. This, this, this child that just, and I'll, I'll say this as a, a, the a precocious, annoying smart kid children like that don't exist you're you're still a child <laughs> yeah and this movie it, that's supposed to be the point at the end but it completely undercuts itself by making him such a genius up to that point and justifying the case for killing this well-connected pedophile I so well it. that its it. own ending is contradicts itself in a way that doesn't feel intentional or thoughtful the end um, but that's i don't know, like i just like you kind of have to watch this movie to really get what's so 
insane about it because there's so many small details and just the way it's staged in the in the performances it's 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 taking itself so seriously as as this like gut punch art film so to to our listeners out there you may be wondering you guys talk about like marvel movies and dc movies and other ip slot why are you talking about book of henry well it's important to put that in the cosmology of our thesis because this film is this this film is notorious uh, not only because as you're probably thinking from that not so concise plot summary this is batshit crazy because it is this movie is widely believed and um, I'm inclined to believe so myself the thing that cost Colin Trevorrow Star Wars Episode Nine because. This movie was eviscerated when it oh, came 100%. out. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was a fiasco. So like, let's let's do a little autopsy and figure out because like, I for the last twenty four hours I've just been like, why? So I I did a little a little cursory digging. Uh, so the the the. Screenplay for this was apparently written, as as you mentioned, like back in 1998 by uh, crime novelist and comic writer Greg Hurwitz. Uh, uh, Greg Hurwitz, if if that name rings a bell, he's previously written for both Marvel and DC comics, uh, including Batman: The Dark Knight, New Avengers, uh, Moon Knight. Oh, co- comics chat is going to go oh, nuts. Actually, all I just found something runs. very funny about his on his Wikipedia page. Uh, mm-hmm. guess who his mentor was at Harvard? Oh yeah, he is a Harvard alum. Uh, oh, was it? Um, is Jordan Peterson? No, <laughs> no, are you no? Like I am not Jordan kidding. Peterson. Hurwitz grew up in the Wait. San Francisco Bay Area and graduated from Bellarmine College Prep in San Jose, California. Went uh, completed a bachelor's degree of arts at Harvard. This guy's like a like actually a genius. No, funny. He has like two degrees from Harvard, uh, one from Oxford, and then while at Harvard, he wrote his first novel. Uh, he was a student of psychologist Jordan B. Peterson, who influenced his writing. He was the undergraduate scholar athlete of the. Wait, year that's at not Harvard. Jordan. He- oh wait, it's the Jordan Peterson. It's oh, like yeah. the. Yeah. Oh my god. That, at Harvard for pole that, vaulting, it is very played funny. college soccer in England. What? As a Knox fellow. What? Give him credit. At least he's lived a life. Uh, this this guy's like the you Robert just you Jones. just you just, you just say he came from a prep school. I'm guessing he came from like a very like cool, upper cool. middle. You just background. found the fucking key that unlocks like the big portion of this. Well, yeah, cause... dude. The pedophile is the dra- well, this whole movie is about how you can never fully slay the dragon of chaos, you know? Okay. You can be a, but you can to, be a to, super genius and clean your room and create the, the tree. You can build the tree house. You could, okay. you could eat the steak. But, I want to I revisit what you're getting at. always just make a mess yes. on the couch yes. and play I wanna revisit. of War all day. Yeah. Can we, I want to put a pin, pin in that right now because I have a whole fucking section of the notes that's just like, what the fuck is the deal with Colin Trevorrow and women and this screen and this like movie? But uh, just to, to round it out, apparently this Greg Hurwitz uh, was like working on this screenplay for like the past 19 years. And then it got optioned by 
uh, Jeanette Kahn, who's the DC Comics <laughs> publisher who, Cole, you said is the one who invented the bullet logo. She's like the best editor, editor of comics. Like she's like, it's like she, her, she optioned, she made this Jim movie Shooter. happen. Yeah. <laughs> she made this movie happen. Um, also notably Harvard alum. So this is a Harvard pervert movie. Through this and makes through. so much sense this is, now. This is, this, is, uh, this is deeply fascinating. So, yeah, what happened was uh, they were, like, such a fan of the screenplay that I, either Khan or someone at, like, uh, her production company, uh, Kimmel Entertainment, passed it on to Colin Trevorrow because they liked Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, they offered to rock and he was, like, he, was, he really liked it, but uh, he had already committed to doing, like, Jurassic World. But so immediately after completing Jurassic World and before having to like get started on Star Wars episode nine, he like, he's like, all right, I'm going to come back and like, this is, this is, that's the one for them. This one's for me. Yeah. Yeah. He got 10 million to make this. He, Uh, he, this cost 10 million. million. Uh, there's a lot of concept art and like leaked information about Colin Trevorrow's Star Wars. It would have been even crazier in the, than this movie. Uh, it ends with Kylo Ren committing suicide in like Chancellor Palpatine's office. Oh, uh, that would have been. Actually, I, I, I would have liked. I would have preferred a Rise of Skywalker. That's like even more. Yeah, it's also like, the fuck, yeah, fucked up and misguided. The, the suicide <laughs> is also like a ref. It's insane. It's like a reference to the to like the the ending shot from fucking Harakiri by Kurosawa. It's insane. <laughs> I was gonna say, is it like Mishima? No, yeah. It it literally there's like concept <laughs> art of like Kylo Ren with his shitty lightsaber like disemboweling himself. It's insane. Ky- Kylo Ren is Kylo Ren like in a in a better universe. It would be funny if Kylo Ren was just space Mishima. <laughs> yeah. that, can I, that's, can what, I that's what we would have gotten if George Lucas was still in charge well, of Star Wars because he produced Mishima. The, the, yeah. the, 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 the Kylo, the Kylo <laughs> Ren analog in in uh, in the Star Wars expanded universe, Jason Solo kind of goes out like Mishima, where he like falls to the dark side, uh, attempts like a coup of the of the Republic, and then like manages to like take over like a very small like fucking like two systems or whatever. Uh, in this like failed rebellion, and then just, just imagine him trying to give like his big fascist speech, and he's just getting drowned out by Tie Fighters going overhead. <laughs> can I? Can I read a quote? Yeah, yeah. Can I read a quote? Because again, like many people, you're you're probably wondering, uh, Greg Hurwitz, why? And this. Uh, well, now we know. This is. This is, I, I came across apparently in like the lead up for the release of this movie, Focus Features like did a lot of like their own like fucking press for it because I'm sure early screenings or the one early screening they had of this uh, at like a film festival, we were like, oh God. Um, <laughs> but he was, he was asked about like, okay, well, where did you, where, how, where does this come from? Uh, so he said, and I quote, I had sold my first novel and I wanted to write a screenplay that reflected what I most wanted to see on the screen. Over the next 19 years, the script evolved to reflect my own development in my own life. I got married and realized that adults don't act in a certain way. 
Then I had kids and that changed the story as well. Oh, so what is- kind of fucking home life does this guy have? No, this is, no shit. This is I get so it. I get Peterson it. Thing. This is like this. The, the Peterson thing really is the key. It's like this he's, is a guy. He's, he's the burned out gifted kid. This yeah, guy. this is the, the, this the is writer. The Greg, Greg, Greg Hurwitz is was the boy genius. He was like a Ben Shapiro type kid. Yeah, we'll learn more. Yeah, and, and and he's always like frustrated by adult hypocrisy and and the adults in his life being dumber than him. Can and you do a Peterson voice for the rest of the episode? You gotta just talk really like Kermit the Frog. One. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan you just kind of talk like Kermit um, the yeah. Frog is like blow, like letting letting the I air like out the of book the book of Henry. Hmm. Before you try to get pussy, you've got to clean your room. That was barely Kermit the Frog. You gotta go. You gotta go more. You gotta make it sound more like Kermit. Yeah. He just straight up sounds like Kermit. I know. I know. I just I've never tried but, for that one ever before. Um, but the, I mean, the Peterson thing does because I've always felt like Peterson. Like I've I've seen a little bit of him talk. He always just seemed boring to me. I didn't really understand what people found so compelling about him. <laughs> um, like he just seemed like a a sued crank, just off the off the top. No, he is. But, he uh, just repackages like self help stuff as like philosophy. Yeah, it's, yeah. But he does seem like a guy who like really appeals to a certain type of like above average or at least perceives themselves as being above average intelligence like uh person yeah uh and that, that like realizing henry, that, like, loved henry is just the self-insert of the writer and all of his frustrated smart kid misanthropy yeah, like just just every everyone around me my wife is so goddamn stupid and immature my kids are so goddamn dumb. Nobody's smart like I am. I mean, the movie, the the thing, this movie operates on such like delusional levels that like, again, the first half of this is like so insufferably twee that at one point Naomi Watts takes a ukulele out. She takes out like, a ukulele and, and, and this, this, this movie would have killed if it had come out. 10 years earlier. So, so but I feel like, like the Twee stuff was definitely all Tervaro. And then all this I like, think so, he's, shit was, was Greg Hurwitz. Now I'm, 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 I, I take back everything I say about Colin Trevorrow being a pervert. Uh, I think it's both, both of them, but like no, Trevorrow definitely is bringing the, cause he did safety, not guaranteed. Right. He's a, yeah. A, a, a cute. He got his, I mean, his, got his, whole career with that. Guy. his whole career. A- and with home base. Spielberg. Like, don't, don't forget, don't forget home base, which and, Stu, and you just watched. <laughs> Is Stu, tell oh, us about yeah, his, So this is his short film from like This is the Rosetta Stone to understanding it's, this it's movie all and shot, his career. It's all, it's like a Dog Me 95 almost, because it's all just like handheld DV cam, which is not inherently a bad thing, uh, but <laughs> it's just like, they, they haven't done anything to tweak the lighting. It just it looks like, if you remember like porn in 2006, if you remember what that looked like, um, that's what it looks like. Which was the style at the time. And it's it's just the most, it's just, it's supposed to be like a miniature sitcom. Like, uh, like imagine just like a really bad episode of Always Sunny. And it's just this guy fucks his ex-girlfriend's mom out of spite. And that's just it. And, it, and it, it's just it, not it's funny. Horribly unfunny. And, and, uh, and like weirdly misogynistic. Uh, which oh, is not, not like, even weirdly. It's just straight up yeah, misogynistic. But just in weird way, that expresses it in weird ways. When, and, I, and I'm not like casual about throwing 
that kind of thing at at a at my art or entertainment. Well, let's let's just because we're I'm not encouraging anyone to watch it because uh, Miguel, right here, you're going you're going to insert the little monologue at the end that uh, made me so angry. Uh, my like stomach churned. You don't even know what you're doing. You're ruining everything between she and I. She called me shallow. Do you think I'm shallow? I don't think you're shallow. I think you've got something wrong. And you were just emotionally completely disconnected. I mean, that whole orgasm thing. I mean, it's not my fault if you can't come. I, I've tried everything. We've done everything. And you're just emotionally frigid. You're, you're physically frigid. Like, I leave the light on in a room and you freak out. You're not paying the electricity bill. It's my apartment. And how you feel about kids? It's weird. Okay, I guess you're right. Okay. I'm anti I'm anti home base pro book of Henry. I just wanna yeah. put that out there. Just just to be clear. Yeah. But this like a lot of other people who were just fucking flabbergasted by this fucking movie. Um I, I also want to know what the fuck is with Colin Trevorrow's weird hang-ups, hang up like weird things with women? Like what the fuck is happening? Because, um, A, none of the female characters in this movie have, like, any sort of agency or even function as people. Not to say any of the male characters do, but it's, like... You can, yeah, really the closest we get is the high school principal, but she's in two scenes. She's can, in two scenes, the first of which she's like, then, even I can do being, my job and I'm not going to. Yeah, and then the last one is, yeah. oh, I can do my job. Yeah, yeah. yeah her, entire, her entire arc is, like... Is 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 de-infantilizing herself. Meanwhile, Naomi Watts is is just being rewarded for being, yeah for being a so, baby. The also the yeah, weird her and, especially her and Sarah Silverman yes. in this are like dumb, 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 dumb. The, the, and so, they aren't, the, and they're like, and here's the thing: like I, I love Naomi Watts as an actor, beautiful woman. She's like fifty. Yeah. And this movie only makes sense if her character is like twenty-seven, like a teen Tops. mom. Yeah. This like, would yeah, make, this like, would only make like, sense. If just she the was character, a teen like mom. like this kind. Like I'm sure there's always been like kind of like loving but kind of hapless slacker moms in the world. Oh yeah, no, they exist. But, but like, but like, this is not a loving but hapless slacker mom who was born in nineteen. 19- 68. She's like she's playing really watches years my parents' generation. Um and she oh but but she like clearly she's like written and directed like a millennial. Yeah. Like a young yes. like, I think they like, were just, they like, were just... Like, like that character only makes sense if she's uh about our age. <laughs> yeah, I think they got they got Naomi Watts and they were like, well fuck, we're not changing the script for her, you know? Is it, yeah, the way this movie like Infant, like it, it reads as so much more infantilizing than it would be if you cast like an actress in her like late twenties, early thirties, where it's just also like, they, it, it's, it's it, it comes the, across, especially in, in depicting like a single mother as just straight up insulting at many yeah. points as yeah, someone who's raised by a single mother herself. Yeah, um, and, it, and it's weird because it's like Henry's like doing, he's handling all the finances, which. Which, and it's like there's a 
subtext, the 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 inignorable subtext to that that is there, just there's, like there's a there's weird the Oedipal shit going on in this movie. Yes, <laughs> there are multiple scenes where it's like. Which There's like that one scene they're talking. She's like in bed and Henry's like next to her. And it is like shot and framed like you would film like a husband and wife talking to each other in bed. It is fucking bizarre. There, well, there's that line she gives Sarah Silverman where she's like, Henry's the most mature man I've ever known. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's and then, awesome. and then Henry, she's you're like, so mature. You're, you're so him. grown up. My right. biggest my biggest problem with this movie is that it was made by an American. If it was made by like a French or Japanese person that killed themselves after making this, the only American that could make this movie is is one of our crumbs brothers. Like, like <laughs> probably the pedophile that killed himself like a week after the movie came out or whatever. Uh, um, okay, that, that's Anyways. what makes this movie like even weirder is that it's it's trying so hard to be classy. Yeah, yes, like it's which- not a. It's not like an edgy movie or a shock movie or or like, yeah, like like it's not and, and it provocative tries to be classy. in that way or exploitative. Or it's trying it tries to, to be. be it tries to be classy in these ways that like obscure, like s- rational, like conventional storytelling, like the one thing like Maddie Ziegler, I don't even remember what her fucking character's name is. She's supposed to be. She, you can replace her with a lamp and the story would like go. She's not a character. She's a plot device. But like the only real indications we get that she's like actually being abused aside from like, you know, cutaway. It's nothing but like cutaway shots where like someone is seeing something through a window and you just know by the expression on their face or something like we never she's we never see bruises. We only be, she's just always kind of like slouched over, has her hair in her fucking like eyes and shit like a like fucking cousin it or something it's it's and oddly it, tame for, it, it's yeah it's weirdly tame it's, it's, like it, this it, is and yet like a it, pg-13 it, and yet it almost makes it feel wise. a little bit more perverse that's exactly it that's yeah. it it's, it's it's the movie trying so hard to be classy and like acceptable to like a middle brow prestige sensibility i'm gonna you know, say something to, to, stupid to be, uh, it, it makes everything makes all of the 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 weird sexual qualities of it stand out all the more than if they were than, than if this was just like uh, Sarah Silverman fucks an eleven year old. Yeah, I it, yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to sort of say like there's there's a type of criticism that I hate. Cook. Uh, and that's the criticism like who is this for? Because uh, I think it's weak and like it, it, it kind of it puts. I, the I, I onus. don't know. I think yeah. Who is this for? Is a bad but, criticism, but it's an but, interesting question to ask when you're trying to figure out what made a movie like. Yeah, this this it to movie come out the way it does. This movie begets the question because it's like, yeah, what, yeah, like like it's 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 tame, but like not tame enough that you could take like the whole family to. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't show this to a kid, you know. No, because they would freak out when the eleven-year-old child dies of a sudden brain tumor. It it almost reminds me of like a like a bridge to Terabithia, but it's not. uh, It's not trying. It's not as focused as those those kind of like. Just weird because this is a focus picture. They have focus features, (laughs) and it's not Comcast company. It's not something that like that like would be getting like a prestige release, and people would like or like a Roadhouse film. You know, it's not. 
it's not like a it, it was it was made by a by a major or a, a major production company you know it had a, a large budget for films of this caliber it was a 10 million dollar film uh but none of that, a lot of that like, budget went to that treehouse, probably. Yeah, it's like it's it's got this tw- it's got like this almost twee like Stranger Things Wes Anderson thing to it. It's it's di- fascinatingly directionless. Like it's it really I don't know who this movie. Yeah, it's is for. it's a guy who has no style trying to act like he has style. Yeah, and it, and it makes it very jarring. Um, to it's one of the yeah, weird it's, little it's one of the, all the little things that add up that make this movie. More fascinating and weird than even it just sounds like just describing the plot. It's right? a very like there's so many little film. things. Yeah, I, Can, yeah. It's 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 like I I don't know. I'm I'm getting it's it's like a similar sort of level of like delusion and narcissism you get from you know like you know to the black tank top vanity project like the room where it's just very clear the filmmakers were like so up their own asses that. They they couldn't step back and be like, oh, the tone of this is fucking weird. That, okay, that's it, that's that's kind of what's it, part of what's interesting about this movie is you look at something like The Room, and it's a weird guy doing a vanity project totally on his own. He, it's his own yeah. money. He's in total control. This movie was a script that sat around for almost twenty years that had that got through producers. And marketers and sensible professionals that that are in the industry trying to make money. You know what it reminds like, me of? Like the the people that won't. There, there's so many legitimately interesting, great art films have been rejected by people that let this get made. Yes. You, you know what it reminds me of? And actually, this this, this should be maybe a movie that we talk about for an, uh, that that gets its own episode. But it reminds me of the film Passengers. Do you remember Passengers, Stu? Oh, people. is that the one with Jennifer Lawrence and, and Chris, Chris Pratt? Pratt? And this, it was I also, didn't watch it, but I remember when it came out. It was also a film that sat around on the blacklist for like a like I, th- I think it was I think it was like seventeen years or something ridiculous like that, and it it got a a a, a lot of attention on it. Uh, spec- I, I think there was even like discourse about payment or something because they. Like paid Jennifer Lawrence more than Chris Pratt or whatever. Yes, I remember. I don't. I don't remember what the the deal with the movie was, but it was like everyone was like, "This is the best movie that'll never get made" or whatever. And then it got made and it came out, and I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about it. Oh, people hated it. It was people hated it. That's why it was ass. And like it was ass. Everything everything about it, like that I that I saw was like it was like who is. Who, why, like, what is this? Who is this, this for? Yeah, this is, this, this would be, this is, it, it's very similar to that. in in terms of like two crazy people were here, you know? Yeah. It, and to Sue, I found this quote and you also found this quote just to illustrate sort of the, the, the level of delusion and inflated sense of ego that I think is, is behind a lot of the, it, is this the, the fact one from- that this is. Is yes. this one from after the movie came out and bombed? Yes. This is so like Okay, yeah. So this is this is also just like really cynical ass covering too. <laughs> um yeah, so this this was like after uh well because I'll I'll, I'll want to segue off of this to address if if this is indeed the reason that Trevorrow got kicked off of Star Wars, but 
he did a he did an interview with Uprox like in June 2018 where they were like, you know, this is this is the that we're giving the hard cutting interview. We're going to ask him all the all the burning questions, you know, are you a misogynist? Did this movie cost you Star Wars? What the fuck is going on with the Book of Henry? And he said, and I, I quote, and Miguel, feel free to insert whatever music you think is appropriate for this. I made a film about holding predatory men in positions of power accountable for assault, and that is an uncomfortable subject to talk about, Chavarro said. But we are talking about it now, and we're listening. And I hope the negative response won't deter other filmmakers from telling these stories, because we need to hear them, both in life and in art. The, you know what? We, we are listening. This this movie is maybe kind of stupid in the same way as Promising Young Woman was. Oh, absolutely. Are we going to have to do an episode on that, too? No. No. I saw the. I mean, I I would I. And I'm like, yeah. I'm I I don't want to. I don't want to revisit that. Um, Why? Was it that? Because it's bad. Because well, yeah, it's bad, is, and what I'm do you gonna think get. You watch on this podcast. I know. I know, but I don't, I don't want to have to watch more bad things than I already have to. You know what? Uh, actually, that's a good. Oh, but we we touched on this at the beginning, and I forgot to include it in the concise plot summary because this movie is just sprawling with weird I little f- I feel parts. lost. Uh, Henry, <laughs> at, at the end <laughs> of the movie, we I? find out that Henry's basically rigged it up so that Naomi Watts can adopt uh, the abused girl next door after that kills herself. stealing a child. She commits, yeah, this is- she commits forgery of documents to in order yeah. to facilitate kidnapping a child so that she can have a replacement daughter for for her her son that got like fucking brain mogged by God or whatever. Like <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 a what a picture. what are you, are you kidding? What a picture. Yeah, so I I wanna I wanna now discuss for for our lovely audience. Did this movie actually cost Colin Trevorrow Star Wars episode nine? Um uh, I tried to find a definitive answer for this, um, and it is still up in the air. But you know, to quote the X Files, "I want to believe." Yeah. So in that same in that same Uproxx interview, they asked him straight up, "Do you think the Book of Henry had anything to do with you not doing Star Wars?" And uh, Colin Trevorrow said, "You know, I don't know. I mean, I can't really speculate on it." I'll tell you that the reaction to Book of Henry was far more damaging than the actual movie. The eyebrow raise. Uh, I don't mean specifically at Lucasfilm. I mean that was a very acidic situation. And look, every director who has worked in Lucasfilm put their heart and soul into the job, and they left it all on the field. And the bottom line here is that sometimes creative people can't find a shared path through the woods. So I'm going to take that as a yes. (laughs) I, yeah, it's like it's it's a coin flip, really. If he it's were, like, here's here's what I'd suspect. Did it get him canned just completely on its own? I don't think so. But what might have been is that he had all of these weird ideas that yeah. were making like everyone at Lucasfilm nervous, especially after um uh Last Jedi was Well, Last Jedi hmm. and Solo like, at that point. 
underwhelming and it made them yes. think, oh wait no we need to go back to basics we need to get jj back in like like it, it, it like it was probably the failure of uh well it's not even really failure but the relative not meeting their insane expectations of last jedi that had them um probably rethinking doing anything weird or subversive with the last yes. movie they and then safe. this movie coming out probably just made them think okay yeah this weird subversive clever guy shit is not gonna fly we need to bring jj abrams back in and make something safe that'll yeah. please everyone i um, i would agree i think if if this did anything this was probably just like the thing that broke the camel's back yeah <laughs> it was like the yeah. nail it was this is which again still makes this uh, definitively the movie that effectively completely destroyed the the Star Wars reboot trilogy. Depending on what your feelings are on like Force Awakens and the last, I, I mean, I think the Star Wars reboot trilogy destroyed I itself. Mean, <laughs> destroyed itself, but like, I. It I mean, look at help. what's look at the look at look at fucking Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Yeah, like and, it's obvious, like rushing to try and make it a completely different movie at the relative last minute led to like a really, a really inane so, plot in a movie that just, I guess, it, yeah, all those Paul movies Giovanni, still made a ton of money. That's the funny thing, too, but just he not. Didn't, he, he didn't even they, get to step on set and yet he still managed to destroy Star Wars. King. King. <laughs> like. Honestly, like, I, I do think is, the Trevorrow Star Wars would have been more interesting. It would have been more than, interesting, yeah. Than, uh, Still bad. Yeah. Oh, it would have been bad. I kind of, I'm kind of rooting for him. You know, it's it's I'm, almost, it's almost. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because the Jurassic World movies fucking blow. You know, and, and and he's sitting comfortable off those. You know, he's not. Oh, he's he's got I mean, like a couple after mansions. This, he might never try and like be an artist ever again. That and that bummed me out. That bummed me out because it's like if every if every bad movie was this entertaining, like the the world would be a paradise, you know? Yeah, this was way more fun to watch than Jurassic World. Like I'd rather someone swing and miss completely and laugh at that than just watch these like movies that are bad because they're so homogeneously mediocre. Yeah. And and on on that note, do you guys have what would you recommend as a companion piece to uh, to Book of Henry? I, are we God, are I we don't there know. yet? I don't know. We've been are going, we for, we going for fifty. I mean, I mean, but well, we also didn't point out that this movie ends with an original song by Oh yeah, Stevie Nicks. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> and that's Stevie like Nicks that's song. like a twist of the fucking knife, dude. Yeah. Which also, but it's it's so funny because it's like so Stevie Nicks just doing a pastiche of like. 2010s adult contemporary rock. You know shit. what it is? Like it's very generic sounding. It, and and maybe this is just because the first time we hear the song it's it's played on a ukulele, but it reminds me of of like fucking like Jason Mraz or some some Ugh. like Oh god. Uh, I can't stand Jason Mraz. Yeah, some loser like that where it's just like oh all It's it's all you know how to do sad. is like come up with a clever turn of phrase over like pop chords on an acoustic guitar, you know. Yeah, it was it was depressing. You can hear me like I think when I realized it's Stevie Nicks singing on the commentary. It, it took, yeah, it took me like, a second. To it know. sure ain't it took, I, took, I took I took fucking psychic damage. Like I, I was like negative five psychic damage already by this point. By the like time the credits rolled, and that just took me the fuck out. 
it, I, um, I will say it was an it was an interesting interesting zig because like if, if James Gunn made the book of Henry, it's either ending on it's it's ending on like the tweeest needle drop of all time. You know, it's ending on like the postal service, like such great heights or like <laughs> fucking uh like uh god what's it that is a good song <laughs> it is a good song peter pumpkin head yeah it's 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 ending on a song that they would make an apple commercial to in like 2011 feel good ink yeah it's <laughs> actually like it, it would end on like a stripped back acoustic gorilla song like a like a fucking <laughs> yeah some dog shit like that and and yeah, it would have been. I don't know. It wouldn't have been as good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I. I mean, this will make for a relatively short episode if we want to. If we don't have any. Well, uh, I'm trying to think of other um, nitpicks because uh, there's again, this movie is. It's like so chock full of insane decisions that, hence, why we recorded a commentary track so you can just understand by like minute to minute, sort of what the fuck. It is funny how how rumors rumors is just half of Fleetwood Mac writing breakup songs about the other half of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah. It's a very That's, funny album. Uh, uh, but yeah, my do we want to do watch something else's? I don't yeah. even know what could physically be a companion piece to this. I guess watch the Crumb documentary. Like for me, <laughs> yeah. get on get on get on Cole's level to understand the the lens through which you're looking at, at yeah. this through. Get on that. I, I think you're, you're probably we need to. We need to talk about Kevin. Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, get your Ezra Miller. What are other like psycho? Oh, I got it. I got it. Movies. I, I, I. I got this. I got. I, I got this. I got this because I think at, at one point during the commentary, I think I said like, uh, I want. I wanted them to like look at the camera or no, it was like it was at the end. We were like, oh, wouldn't this be like so fucking funny if it ended on like heavy metal and i was just like oh it's just like the beginning of, of funny games uh so like in retrospect i've been thinking about like the a lot of the plot points for this this is like a michael haneke movie but like they Wasn't tried Naomi to make it Watts fun and funny yes american version yeah so um i'm gonna recommend several michael haneke movies uh funny games both the original and the american remake the american remake which stars naomi watts uh, the Seventh Continent, which was his debut feature, um, which is a, a, a fun little movie about a family that locked themselves in their home. And you're never going to guess what happens next. Uh, and probably the most similar to Book of Henry. Um, I, sh- I should rewatch it because I'll probably vibe with it more. But uh, because in, in reality, the Henry character would be... Um, you know, not not just like an obnoxious little twerp who just talks down to people all the time, including including like the little boy with like the lisp who's like, I want to be an Olympic dodgeball player. And then he like raps at the end of the talent show. And that was oh, very yeah, distressing. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, but Henry would be a raging psychopath. Um, and so uh, that that movie of Michael Haneke's is called Benny's Video, where the titular child is actually a raging psychopath. Uh, if if you don't feel like uh, feeling bad about yourself um, and you're like, I don't want to watch a Michael Haneke movie, give me something fun and nice. Uh, I think I'm going to put out, I don't know, has this been, is this my first official like 
John Waters watch something else? Um, because if so, you guys should watch uh, Pecker, uh, John Waters movie starring basically Edward Norton playing like a young John Waters and his like dysfunctional family. And it's got that like, you know, if like I'd be very interested to see just like like there are like weird little plot points in Book of Henry Isn't that, that I was that thinking TV about show? like. Where uh, uh, Ted Danson plays a doctor? No, I don't fucking know, you old head. What are you going to be? Is that like Jag? Is that like the, the show Jag? Shut up, old head. Uh, uh, actually, no, we have Pecker. a television show recommendation as well. Uh, also about a genius kid. It's also apparently really shitty. I believe it's called Tom Swift on the CW. Oh, I thought you were going to say the good doctor. I thought you were going to say the good doctor. I read a bunch of those Tom, I read a bunch of Tom Swift Jr. books from the 60s and 50s when I was a kid. Yeah, they made a CW show where he's a gay black man. and uh, That rocks. And it got like six episodes before being shit mean, Tom Swift is like one of the types of things that like Venture Brothers is parodying. Like if you... At least if you read the Tom Swift, the, the ones I did that were from that that Johnny probably, Quest era. I think we, um, no. Sorry, I was thinking to myself out loud about something. I was just going to say, like, w- watch that segment from the Twilight Zone movie that Joe Dante did with the 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 godchild that, that turns people into uh, jack-in-the-boxes and, and sends them to live in the court. Yeah, they're all too. episodes yeah. from the original. I just, I've never yeah. seen the original episodes. So I feel like it Don't. Made. I just I watch only it. that that part because uh, it's the <laughs> insert joke about the Twilight Zone movie and helicopters and John Landis right here, please. Uh, yeah, I I can't think of a good one. Um, no, well, yeah, if you're gonna watch the Twilight Zone it's, movie, it's, really, it's, you just need to watch. You just need to watch the the Joe Dante and George Miller parts. The it, the it's the, it's it's too bad that. <laughs> It's too bad that Naomi Watts wasn't a helicopter parent. I'm sorry. Uh, it's too bad. It's too bad yeah. she won't live. But then again, who does? <laughs> That'd be sick. Um, dude. Like fucking like Blade Runner, but it's about like uncovering the Twilight Zone accident. <laughs> Just Harrison Ford like shooting Max Land is dead in like a Chinese street somewhere. No, he's going. No, he's like you know the the part where he's like looking at like the photograph and it's like computer zoom in sector five, but he's doing yeah. that with like the footage. Yeah, of the helicopter <laughs> he's, crashing. He's doing that. He's watching one of those shitty Max Landis movies. Fucking <laughs> computer, fucking enhance. You know, he's watching Amer- American Ulta. American Ulta. Moments. Will be lost in time. You know what? Speaking speaking of which, and this is something I've also been thinking about. It, how haven't Colin Trevorrow and Max Landis not like hooked up and worked? Because okay, okay, like, that, that's that's too. Could, much do you have Colin an answer Trevorrow for this? Slander. No, they would be. They're like a match made in heaven. It's. I feel like if Max Landis didn't get canceled, that would eventually happen. That would have happened. This is a matter of absolutely. time. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. He's like the perfect director for like his level of narcissistic bullshit. They're they're oper- they're kind of operating they're, on the same level of like we're, we're, we're just going to do like these very familiar things in a way that smug. emphasizes how familiar smug. they are and then very do like smug. just a really dumb twist on it. Yeah. Um 
just just the worst kind of like writing backwards from just how do I subvert the formula, which is which is still writing to the formula. You're just swapping the X and the Y around and going, isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah, it's it's. I think they might have, they go, they basically they went to like the same school of like screenwriting. It seems to be a lot of I would watch like the Gen X out of, and out of, millennial out of like a movie about writing seems to suffer from this. I would watch the fuck out of a movie about like one of those like smug Max Landis type screenwriters getting brain cancer and die. <laughs> <laughs> just. Just like the book of Landis, <laughs> the book of Land. He's just like, it, and then the, the 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 leftover, the titular book is is just in, they're just like, man, this shit fucking sucks. <laughs> it's it's just like his version of <laughs> if Super, I did it, <laughs> his version of Super Mario, where where like, uh, Peach is a a prostitute or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, in other news, as we've got a little bit of uh, time to kill here, uh, yeah, let's let's uh, give some. Apparently, let's get some uh, Disney news. lost a half billion dollars. Oh, did uh, this fiscal year? I mean, who who among us hasn't lost? Where a half did it go? Dollars? What happened to it? Probably all went right into streaming, which is not making any money. <laughs> that, that, like half of that is just the money they spent on fucking yeah. um, Secret Invasion. <laughs> Probably, yeah. actually. That's gonna be that. That's gonna be the best Marvel episode. That that's gonna be. Ugh, I don't want to. Oh no! It's like six yeah, episodes. Fuck. Fine. Yeah. Oh, uh, you for, you forget fucking... the the upside of like only doing the Disney Plus shows is that we just have to watch like like six bad forty minute movies for them. You know, they're not like. They're not like Netflix where they're putting out an entire season. They're like, yeah, yeah, all right, 23 we're episodes out. or whatever. Yeah, they're not doing 22 episodes. They're like, they're doing like, like eight and calling it a day. Uh, so we don't have to do all of them. We just have to pick the ones that seem like most culturally salient. Yeah, yeah, most culturally um, or, or, or salient to understand a, a film that we're watching. Yeah. Which is like, oh, you gotta, you gotta watch a TV show to understand the movie is. I mean, it's bullshit. one thing if you're making Fuck a movie off. that follows a TV show as like a, a conclusion, but uh, like, like but doing it from the reverse just to like f- keep people stuck in your web of content is is uh, really repulsive to me. Um, yeah. Uh, streaming, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I'm. It's it's just the the things I'm as a someone who like constantly watches things on stream. You know, the, the Criterion channel to be movie innocent, but like Netflix is probably the one of the worst things to ever happen to media. If we if we kind of think about it in terms of just the death of physical media and the fact that people are just not getting fucking paid for for shit. So I, I mean, it was I'm, the technology was inevitable. It's just a ex- matter of. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, just in the digital era making money off of any kind of like art or multimedia based on scarcity based on lack of access is just not viable. It just can't work that way anymore. Uh, Like there's just like whatever, however it is we pay artists to make art for us. It can't be based on like a retail transaction. Like it's a pair of socks, um, your ability to watch a movie or whatever. Um, so I think the alternative to that, to like street, which was to, to the completely non-sustainable economy of streaming has to be like 
honestly, like, I don't know, like crowdfunding and, and Patreon types. Not, that's not those apps in particular. I think like that f- method, there's a lot of evolving it could do. But like setting aside like public funding for the arts and, and that sort of thing, I, I feel like having your audience just directly pay you to make a thing not on a per unit access basis or, or through production companies or whatever is probably the only way this works. Um, whatever this is going forward. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> and whatever this is going to be. More yeah. Importantly, the only thing, only it thing better not be sense. fucking content. I'm so fucking sick of, of content and just the, the flattening of well, that term. That, that's the thing. Well, people, how, when, oh, when the advertising, when the streaming economy bursts because it's not sustainable, the like volume for the money they get for it and the cost of like hosting, and then the ad economy bursts because it's not actually generating any value for anyone in any practical sense. Um, that'll be all that's left. And the thing is, as much as people are content to accept slop if it's what's made available to them, I don't think they'll go out of their way to patronize slop. I think if you're like getting invested enough in the value of art to be like, oh, I'm a supporter of this. I'm paying yeah. to make it work. That would probably raise quality standards, I think. Oh, to, to, to really generalize on the average, maybe. No, um, I, I don't think I, it could be I, worse. I, think so. I mean, like, look, at, look at like Patreon, for example. It's like, I, I mean, for every, for every one of us, you know, you have someone that makes actually good content. That you could be watching. You know? <laughs> hey, I'm kidding. Hey, don't act like you didn't get your Patreon bucks today. Okay, that's fair. Um, no, but like, but like, it, it has it, like you know, Patreon is. I wouldn't say it's a meritocracy, but like it, it, it does. You know, tend to filter out the dog shit. You know, there's not some so people aren't making the MCU on Patreon. Or, yeah, pe- people have to care enough about what you make. Yeah. to 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 feel invested in it in in both an emotional sense and a, a monetary sense, yeah. rather than passively buying a product the way you like buy a hamburger. It's it's a different way of engaging with it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I feel like. Uh, I mean, there would always be pandering and trying to find your audience. It, would, it wouldn't stop being commercial, but it wouldn't be commercial in the same way stuff is in this economy um, as, as aggressively master. It, it wouldn't you, – you, everything would be about chasing a niche instead like of trying how, to be everything to everyone. It's like how like in, in a city where – like let's say you have like a, like a single screen movie theater and then like a multiplex. If you have a single screen theater and a multiplex, usually – and there's always exceptions to this. Uh, the multiplex is going to be showing just everything. They're gonna they're gonna wide wide fucking paintbrush, you know. But yeah. the single screen is gonna be where you're going to go to see like actual art films, and 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 they're going to take care on the individual product because it's it's more of an artisan relationship and less of a uh, uh, trying to cater to as many people as possible. It's, it's, is there an audience that I can find, you know, and not how do I, how do I drive as many people into my thing versus the other thing? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, but I mean, the, the downside is that it's a lot harder to get anything big made. Yes. Done. Um, because you don't have someone already sitting on a hundred million dollars to take a gamble on making 
$200 million off whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why like, I'm not proffering this as like the ultimate solution to the problem of compensating artists. It's that's, that's a political economic problem. Uh, but like in terms of like the immediate future, it's, it's, it's the only workable model I can think of. And I think it would be kind of good to like, I mean, we've all got all of these ca- like, like cameras and, and things all around us that wouldn't create beautiful filmic cinematic art, but that, you know, if you learn how to work with and embrace the limitations of technology, you, you could definitely make interesting, striking art with relatively limited cheap digital tools you just have to not be chasing a completely different technology and style of production as your aesthetic goal or following the logic of uh keeping your histogram all in the center uh because you, you you're going by like a chart rather than like your eyeball. pussy oh no that's a hysterectomy <laughs> yeah no his, histograms <laughs> like the a, a chart in your video or photo editing software that like shows the relative like brightness and quantity of given of your red, green, and blue spectrums in your light and dark. And, and the default for editing photos or video is like a sound wave in an audio program is to make sure they don't clip, you know, too dark, too bright, too much, um, any direction. And that's part of the reason, like so many mo- movies shot on digital now, look very kind of bland. Is that everything's squished in terms of like tone and color into the middle? I did actually. Uh, one thing I than, compliment than the film, uh, the Book of Henry, uh, is <laughs> that right. is that they 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 did they I I do like I do like a the shift in color grading to symbolize. You do. It's. The thing, the thing about it for me that's very funny is that it's very obvious. It is like, very it's, it's obvious. So, no, it's, obvious. It's very obvious and it's very blanket. Like it's not like they really tweaked how they did the lighting. It's just like the first half, like I said, first half of the movie, they turned the dial one direction to add a, a yellow, orange, brown tint. And then the back half of the movie, they just turned that knob the opposite direction. And that that's like thir- that's like twenty seconds in any digital video editing program, so it's very which doesn't mean the simple tricks aren't necessarily bad, but it's just it's so blunt force the way they did it. It's it's so obvious and kind of like otherwise unmotivated. No, yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's like when it's, we're it's dumb. It's dumb, but I I appreciated that it's like it's a dumb guy having a coherent thought and trying to like have an idea unfortunately i'm also a dumb guy so (laughs) (laughs) no you cook oh it's just something every movie does it's just most movies like this do it more subtly and you do like you incorporate the set design and the actual lighting into it you don't just turn the knob in the editing program uh, to get that yeah. result. And that just kind of felt like all they did was turn the knob and not put any other thought into it. So it's like a, just a lack of craft and subtlety to how they implemented that very normal film grading practice. Um, just had me going like so many things in this movie, just think that it's, it's again, it is, it's, it's, it's like, it's you think you're being hole. smart and clever with every little thing you do. And then well, this is probably the most, dr- the most interesting 
slop product. I, I don't even really call it slop product. It's not really slop, like, slop it's not adjacent. Slop. It's it's it's, it's, slop adjacent. Really, it's people really trying to make art and just not being any good at it. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's and it's purveyors of it's slop purveyors trying to trick themselves into being thinking they're auteurs. But the thing I wanted to get out earlier, it's it's also like a a linchpin in the slop like IP landscape because it's it represents a hinge point that being the outcome of Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah, and no, it, and the it, fact that this is by the guy who directed Jurassic World movies that cumulatively made like over two billion dollars. There are there are countries that have made le- that have stacked less paper than Colin Trevorrow, and. In fucking insane, and in insane. Uh, yeah, this is this is kind of like the like the like like a little Fort Sumter moment for for slop in a way <laughs> for uh, real or like a no actually it's more of like a Franz Ferdinand and that like some asshole just wanted to do some shit and then like because of a bunch of like like negotiations and alliances it's it's, it's the little yeah. domino yeah it's the little domino that that tr- tricks a bunch of big big corporations into being like holy shit we have to self-destruct now and and now and now star wars is just kind of back to being like it's well it's tv shows now but it's back to being like it's just eu stuff for the nerds yeah it's just it's, it's, it's become relatively a niche market product again um so thank instead you, of being like a tr- trillion dollar <laughs> mega hit like how much money did disney spend buying lucasfilm in the star wars brand because it feel uh, I, I don't think they ever do you think they like actually a, made a their money cool few billion do you think they actually made their money back on that they haven't made their money back yet on it that's, god that's, that's so that's, funny that's actually part of the reason why they, they they seem to have more of like a like like paper hands about it than than like a marvel is because Marvel they bought for like I think it was like three hundred million or something like that. It was Mar- Marvel they got relatively cheap for what they got out of it, but Star Wars they overpaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they they, they <laughs> yeah fucking, they they took the Elon Musk route. They 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 bent they bent the knee to the fat man, and <laughs> and fucking it's so funny that George Lucas went. Do, do you know what he did with the money? He donated it to the MLK statue. Yeah, he, the, reason, the reason why there's an MLK statue in Washington, D.C. is because fucking Disney bought Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, so if you like Martin Luther King. That was an opening bit for one of our episodes. You don't yeah, remember, that, I couldn't remember if it was that or TGO. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't remember. What no, it was, it was us. There. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah, I remember. It's just, it's still funny. Um yeah, yeah. That's it, that's when you were like, "I love black people." So, <laughs> so George Lucas. So really, we should we should I think we all they're the real of, Jedi. We kind of owe the <laughs> we kind of owe a debt, <laughs> a debt of gratitude to Colin Trevorrow because, like, if 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 he doesn't make this piece of shit, we live in the world where like Taika Waititi and Patty Jenkins are making Star Wars films. Like they keep canceling Star Wars films because of the Book of Henry, you know? Because like, <laughs> okay. like because I won't, no, I won't say that. No, far, no, but... it's it, it, it's it's because it's literally like the well, same that, mindset. That assume, well, here's like that assumes that the Colin Trevorrow Rise of Skywalker would have saved the franchise, uh, which I don't think it would have. I think no. it still would. I, I have don't been. think it. I don't think it. It wouldn't have, have been as bad. But, I don't but, think having not seen it yet. I don't think it probably would have been as bad because apparently it actually ties up things. 
the Book of Henry effect is like is like kind of noticeable because like you know Book of Henry comes out, Colin Trevorrow loses Star Wars, Game of Thrones finishes, the D and D guys lose Star Wars, Wonder Woman eighty four comes out, Patty Jenkins loses Star Wars. Thor, Thor 4 comes out, Taika Waititi loses Star Wars. He was the small domino. In, <laughs> he saved us. And now it's just back now it's just back to being EU bullshit that Dave Filoni does for 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 guys in Boba Fett lives t-shirts. Yeah, I don't have to watch that shit. Like God, could you imagine how awful this podcast would be if we were watching the like the the, the Game of Thrones like writers? fucking try and piddle around in the star wars universe or like, oh man i think patty jenkins was trying to make like a like a it was like a like a send up to like aviator films in star trek or like fucking taika waititi wanted to make some shit about like smugglers or whatever it would we would have been we would have killed ourselves by now like we just don't yeah. need more star wars man we don't need let, more let it rest need more let stop. it fucking rest and uh, and thank you colin trevara from the bottom of my heart for saving us by making well, your you know shitty who, movie with Jordan Peterson. God, that I can't fucking I can't fucking believe you you unloaded that on me. Alright, well, you know who we should actually thank? We should thank our patrons. Uh so I'm gonna thank everyone for the month of September, and we got one person uh who successfully uh patroned to us uh, for October. So thank you to Will Tisa, Tash Diehart, Jay, Don Cyborg, Angel, Juan C. Rodriguez, Glenn Shook, Key, Samuel Mercer, Osiris, Connor Frygon, Andrew Gaines. Osiris? Osiris. 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 God. I don't, I don't, bitch, I don't speak Egyptian. You never he, had like, he, like he's shoes. one of the like three. That no, everybody there's, knows. A, there's a clothing brand named after well, he, him it, that makes shitty well, he, basketball. Well, he shoes. didn't. He didn't. He didn't appear in the the Persona Five level. So I don't know her. You, you uh, never read like Percy a basic Jackson. No, you like a basic like Egyptian and Greek myth thing in grade seven. I'm actually really no. I was a Titanic. I was a Titanic goddess. Okay, but like 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 you're you're what like. I'm five years older than me. Like that, that would, that would be, that's yeah. prime. Okay, but that's prime. You, you know about like Zeus, right? Yes. And Odin. I still have one more patron to thank. Like, Os- Osiris is at that level though. Like we're not I'm talking more, about why? Ahura Mazda here. I'm more surprised. We, we, couldn't, we, couldn't have just, we couldn't have just let it go. <laughs> we couldn't have just let it go. I know we aren't doing like, let me goals. Let me take the L. Let me take the L for mispronouncing something. Yet again, just I know let we me aren't take doing stretch goals, but I would like to put my sobriety on the limit and say that if we get to like the amount of money where I can quit <laughs> my job, I'll I'll fucking I'll give back into Destiny too. Fuck it, I'll kill myself. I'll fuck <laughs> <laughs> and and thank you to Aiden Andrew Chow. Uh, and um, he- wait, we have a special thank you to our. Don't we have a Kevin Feige to your patron now? Oh yes, yes. Shout out to Omer. Shout out to Omer. Uh, he's been he's been tipping us. I, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a comment from Omer uh, about maybe doing a, a Guillermo del Toro episode for something. So maybe we can make that happen. We for should him. probably figure I, this I out love, when we're not I love recording. Del Toro. 
Okay. This is the best but... episode. This is the No, this is this is it's we're all episode. screeching at each other because this movie is bad. I'm so insane. I'm so sorry like for for not only for Miguel who has to make this coherent but for our 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 list our wonderful our, list. our lovely gonna, listeners it, and our patrons that people give us their money. But uh, <laughs> that's that's the book of Henry. That's a I'm going to close thing, the book on a, this. Uh, as they say that happened. Um, what are we doing next episode? We're doing Teen Titans go to the movies. That's oh, right. Yeah. Actually, All right. I guess we're doing some oh, kind yeah, no, of cartoon are. shit for but, children. But we're going to, before we do that, we're going to record our bonus oh, yeah. episode for the month of October, which can we, can we say it? Let's yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Let's just say uh, it. it's, it's something me and Sue have teased for a long time. We're doing Cemetery Man. AKA Della Morte Della More. This is this is a movie me and Sue both love. Is this gonna be some necrophilia shit? Yeah. Yes. Fuck. Well, I've been of changing cause I my life Your, Look, shout out to Jim. Hi, Jim. Shout out to Jim. Hi, Jim.